The Introvert's Edge podcast was designed to create a dialogue around introversion, to stimulate a discussion around our disadvantages, how we overcome those disadvantages, and what we consider our introvert's edge. Together, we're finally going to confront the stigma around introversion, showing that we're not second-class citizens. We're just different, and we need to embrace that. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Introverts Edge podcast and I have to admit I'm ecstatic about inviting my next guest on the show because he, like I, has a passion for small business. I mean this is a guy that has worked for Adobe, he's worked for Google and he could have been a corporate career titan for a very, very long time. Yet he made the decision, because he's passionate about small business, to focus on small business. Now, the other thing you're going to love about him is he talks about sales, but he is an outward-spoken introvert. And I'm going to tell you this because this is important to me. He's not someone I had to convince to outwardly say he's an introvert because he felt like it was a negative. He thinks it's a positive, just like I do. He's got on the bottom of his website, I am an INTP, and he is not ashamed to outwardly say that. So I'm ecstatic to welcome my next guest, Terry Rice. Terry, welcome to the show, mate. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Now, as we get into the, the process of talking about sales, small business, I mean, you're a salesperson. I've seen you speak on stage. You speak confidently. Let's just call it spade a spade. Most people are going to have a hard time seeing you as an introvert. And so I want to, I want to get us past that milestone first. Can you share me a, a little bit about your past? Like, have you always known you were an introvert? Did you discover it? Did you see it as a negative before perhaps a positive? Like, take me through that journey. It's interesting because throughout high school and even college, I was, I was popular, right? Just to kind of put it out there. So you get a lot, a lot of attention for that, but I would realize that after a while, I just didn't want the attention. Like it was cool at first, you know, like you walk into a bar, everyone's like, Hey, Terry's here. But after a while, like I would look for a corner to hide in. <laughs> so it was an interesting spot to exist in because you're getting a lot of attention, which a lot of people want, but after a while absorbing it was just taxing. And even saying goodbye, like again, back to the bar scenario, I hated saying goodbye. So I would just sneak out. I'll just like text one person, hey, I'm gone. Because even the act of going around and talking to everyone and saying goodbye was too much for me. I just had to leave and recharge. So that's when I first realized like I have like, I thought it was just like socially awkward, but I was actually very social. It's just after a while, mm -hmm. when I hit my limit, I hit my limit and I'm out. Yeah, I, I love that explanation too, because I think a lot of people assume that because you're, you're introverted, you can't be popular or you, you can't sell or you can't network. And I keep saying, no, it's, it's where you draw your energy. That is it. Let's stop overcomplicating it. That is it. And I love the fact that you were just like, yeah, I could be, you know, I was popular. I, I hung out with people and then I was tired. So I left. And the fact that you say that unapologetically as well, I think is, is really, really important. One thing I know we're going to be talking about kind of business and, and, and your journey, you know, and I love the fact that you just went, you know what? I'm not doing corporate. I'm going to go and help small businesses and I know how to do it. And I'm going to do that. What I'm interested in though, because you moved into your own small business and it's clear that you love it. And I moved into my own small businesses and, you know, I can, I can tell you there were certain businesses I didn't enjoy, which is why I'm like, forget, like there's nothing worse than a rapid growth business with customers you don't like in a business you can't stand, right? So make sure you make the right choice when you get out. And, and I think that really is, is critical. And because you work with a lot of people that are kind of making that transition, that are kind of unsure about how to get started, I want to get into the how to get started because people say, oh, it's easy, you just start. And it's, 
not always that easy because it's, it's very, very different to what you charge because you've got to charge a lot more because you're not spending all your time delivering the work. There's a lot of steps in that. But I also find that sometimes people don't start for the right reason, right? They're, they're, they're doing it because their boss isn't giving them enough attention or because they're not being, they're being taken advantage of at work. And they're like, well, the grass is greener. I could just go and work myself. And then they, accept, they, they get the same problems because now they've just got 20 customers that aren't paying them what they're worth. And, and so how do you help people? Or what advice would you give somebody that's in a career job that is thinking, I'm going to go and start my own business to help them realize that it's the right decision and they really should be. They just need to learn the steps versus actually you probably want to stay in your career. You seem to really enjoy it. You just don't seem to be enjoying it right now. So, yeah, I mean, often when I'm talking to someone who wants to leave their job, they might say, oh, it's because I want to be my own boss. And my thought is, well, you might just have a problem with authority. So that doesn't mean you should jump into entrepreneurship. But if that is not your issue and you really do want to pursue entrepreneurship, the safest way to do it, in my opinion, is to offer a professional service business because that way there's no upfront cost. You're not buying like a retail location and a bunch of supplies. And what I want you to do is monetize your zone of genius. So what is that? What I'd ask you to do is look at your career and all the tasks you've had associated with every job and assign them to various zones of competence. And I got this from the book, uh, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And there's three zones of competence. I'm not going to talk about all of them, but the highest one is your zone of genius. The tasks that you really enjoy, that light you up, that don't drain you, and you can read a thousand books on and never get bored. That's what you want to isolate in your career. So initially for me, when I quit corporate, it was digital marketing. I loved it. I was good at it. That's what I offered as a service. So the best way to avoid imposter syndrome, which I know plagues a lot of introverts, is to do something you're already good at. And there's clearly a demand for it because you've, you've done that before in previous jobs. So that's where I would start identifying your zone of genius and monetizing it. And then just reaching out to people in your network before you quit your job saying, hey, I'm doing this thing. I help this, this type of company do this, get this outcome. Do you know anyone who might want to use my services? And once you get a few yeses, you'll get some traction rolling. So that's great. You're getting you know, some money coming in. But do not quit your job until you can do this one thing. Do not quit your job until you can convert a cold audience, people who have never heard of you, to buy your services. Because sure, it's great going through referrals and your network, but that's going to dry out after a while. You are not ready to quit your job until you're confident you can convert a cold audience into a customer. You know, it's, it's interesting when I hear you say this because the whole idea of attacking your Rolodex is something that people think about. And I'm, I constantly have people reach out to me two or three years later because their Rolodex wasn't actually that small. So they were able to make okay money for a period of time, but now they're in the feast and famine of referrals. And they have no idea how to do this piece. Now, I see a lot of people that hit that wall much, much sooner, but it's not positive at any point. So you're 100% right. Until you learn that competency of how to articulate your message or your, your value in a way that a cold audience will respond to it, if you're jumping out of your job, you now have all these other things to focus on, plus you have to work that out. So it is, it's hugely important. And I'm going to, actually, I wanna, I wanna push back on you for a second because a lot of people I find suffer from this and that is why they don't get the promotions they think they deserve. They don't get the opportunities in their organization that they deserve. And I have found, 
and I, I can give you some exact examples, but I have found that I've, cert I've helped certain people express their value that they provide, get their message right, articulate the value and their passion for doing what they do, whether it be about making a change in the, the level of customer service or helping with customer-centric um, customer engagement, whatever specific thing, once they learn to articulate that, the next thing they find is that they get the opportunity in the job they're working with or they get headhunted and then they're like, well, I didn't want to leave my job. I just wanted to be able to do this thing that I love. So for me, there's a line between people that just want to do this and we're going to get into personal branding in a second, but there are some people that want to be their own brand. They want to do their own thing. There are other people that just want to be able to do their thing wherever that looks like, whether it's to one customer, i.e. an employee, sorry, of a, of a company, or to lots of customers because, you know, I have to do it in my own business because no one's going to give me that opportunity. Do you believe that there's a line that people think the only way is their own business where perhaps they, they just haven't taken time to really think about themselves? This thing that you're suggesting they develop before they go out and start their own business, do you think for some people they'll have that realization that perhaps they shouldn't be leaving in the first place? They've just been in their own way. I think most people suffer because they don't do the deep work needed to get that clarity. It doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or a professional, it doesn't matter what, who, who you are, but people avoid that deep work. I'm not quite sure why. I know it can be scary. I know it can be time consuming. I, can, I know it can be confusing, but when I work with people, I always say, okay, we have to establish a few things initially. The first is your vision. What does your life look like? You know, what do you want to be known as? What circles do you want to run in? What do you want to do on the weekends? Even just getting that granular. So not just the achievement, but the actual experience behind it. That's really important. After that, what's your personal philosophy and your values? Once you have that down, you have this solid foundation where you can say, okay, now based on my talents, my values, my vision, where do I want to express this? Maybe it is at a nine to five. And to your point, maybe there was some kind of culture or value conflict you had at that job. So no, you're a great employee. You're just at a company that's out of, out of alignment with what you want to do. But start there, uh, to your point, start there because you might realize, oh, gosh, you know what? I just don't like pharmaceuticals. I actually do like doing sales, <laughs> but not for pharmaceuticals. Yeah. So start there before you make some kind of drastic decision. I, I think that's great advice. And it, it's, it's really interesting. I've had people say, yeah, but I like to work with lots of different businesses. And I'm like, yes, but you can find a company that has lots of independent business units where you can work across all of them. And yeah, I was... so I think that. Sorry, not to cut you off real quick, but um, I was a consultant at both Adobe and Facebook, essentially. So I worked with like 20 or 30 companies at a time. There's plenty of opportunities for you to do that internally. So I want to remove that excuse, too, that, that you brought up that some people might have. I'm so glad you said that because I think that this is the thing. People say, well, I could never do this at an organization. And a lot of times people are wrong. Well, I like lots of change. I like to work with lots of companies. Well, here you go. Terry's done that. You can do that. Now, I'm a big believer in running your own business. I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I just be believe that people have to have the right reasons. So let's imagine now that that person has the right reasons. They now know, you know what? I need to go and start my own business. We then have the, oh gosh, how do I even get started? Like, and there's everybody that says, oh, no problem. Like you see these ads all the time. I'll book 80 meetings into your calendar from tomorrow and you can bumble your way through it, right? Because that's what most people get stuck in. We'll spend some money on ads or we'll go out networking. It's all going to be fine. You know, maybe I need to build my SOP. It's overwhelming. And, you know, one of the things that I've seen you talk about in some of your podcasts is, you know, the people saying it's just easy, just go get started. And that's not realistic for those people that know and have done it. So can you help 
me help people realize, I guess, where people go wrong and how people should, and I'm assuming you're saying this, do this before you leave your job also, but how do people start to come to terms with what they should do and how they should focus their bandwidth? Yeah, I mean, the first thing is, again, getting clear on your zone of genius. What kind of service do you want to offer? And yes, don't quit your job yet. But also realize that it's not going to be easy. It's going to be challenging. I mean, I don't know any entrepreneur who just wakes up every day saying, oh, well, another great day. Like, there's always some kind of challenge that comes along. So realize you're not avoiding challenges. You're opting in for different challenges. And what I'd like you to do is once you determine what, you, what service you want to offer in this case is one of my favorite exercises is this. You jot down... In order to achieve whatever my goal is, what do I need to do, experience, learn, and sacrifice? I'll say it again. What do I have to do, experience, learn, and sacrifice? And that sacrifice part is really important because when you're shifting from corporate to entrepreneur, you're changing your identity essentially, right? So what parts of your old identity are you willing to sacrifice in order to move into this new one? And the very next thing I would do is find a mentor. Maybe not one you're paying, but find someone who's like maybe two or three years ahead of you on this journey and just study the heck out of them. Follow them on social media, join their newsletter, any kind of events they do because success leaves clues. And if you can just follow their success and reverse engineer it, you make it a lot more simple. It's still gonna be challenging, but it won't be as confusing. So if I were to go back, that's the first thing I would have done is just find real people I could use as an example to model myself after, and I would have avoided a lot of mistakes initially. I think that's really helpful. I want to move into I want to move into personal branding because I know you talk about this and just so you know there's a bunch of stuff I for, for the people listening I, I didn't mention about Terry's bio because it goes it, look it just goes on and on he's he's got a rather extensive uh, achievement list which is which is great that those are the people that I bring on this show right I like to help people realize there are secret introverted titans everywhere well Terry's not so secret about being introverted but mostly there are secret introverted titans everywhere I mean. You know, Terry's actually, you know, the business development in residence for Entrepreneur Magazine. On top of that, he's actually been on Good Morning America, right? And he's been, a, he's, he's been featured on that, right? So he has an extensive personal brand. And I'm assuming, just like everybody thinks that it came easy to him, I'm assuming there's a backstory there and we're going to get to it. But a lot of introverts, before we get to that, they're kind of scared of having a, a personal brand. I know a lot of people that say, oh, I'm going to build a company name because then I can hide behind it. Because really, it's about the success it's going to have. And I don't want to be me, myself as a limitation. But then they're also forgetting that to be successful a lot of times at the beginning, people are buying the person, not the company. And even later, the person's still going to have more success. For those people that are like, oh, I'm not sure about this whole personal brand. Can, can it be a company brand, even though I'm a coach, a consultant, or a, you know, a website developer? Can I avoid putting my face on everything? And should I avoid it? I'll say this. You should avoid it if it's causing you any kind of mental discomfort. If you get anxiety or just fear or just like even like, you know, negative comments or, or messages. And I, and I have to bring this up because unfortunately, often women, when they put themselves out there, they have a bunch of creepy guys reaching out. So I don't want to dismiss this and say, push through it. You, you know, you got to do it. If it's causing you harm, we can talk about other ways to build your personal brand. Uh, but I will say this. When I first started my company, remember, I was a digital marketer and I didn't want to have a personal brand. So I called my company Brooklyn Digital Marketing because I live in Brooklyn. I do digital marketing. And that went well enough. But after a while, I realized, look, if I want to get on stages, if I want to get more opportunities to, to get on TV and things like that, 
they have to know who is the person behind Brooklyn Digital Marketing. And as soon as I changed my name to Terry Rice Coaching Consulting, that's when all the podcast invites came. That's when all the speaking invites came. That's when you get on Good Morning America, so on and so forth. So I feel strongly that if you feel comfortable putting yourself forward with your personal brand, you'll be more successful. And to be honest, it makes things easier because when I'm on a sales call, I don't have to convince you that I know what I'm doing. You've already seen enough of my videos. You listen to my podcast, all this stuff. I just have to not mess it up, which I do sometimes still. But it just makes it easier. for So for someone who is introverted, building this personal brand, more or less like uh, almost like offline, right? You're recording content. You're writing stuff. In private, when there aren't people around you soaking up your energy, it's a great way to grow more efficiently. And you actually have to talk less <laughs> because people already know, like, and trust you. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say the only reason you are on this podcast today is because I saw a post that you put on LinkedIn and you weren't even a connection of mine at that point, but it literally said this, most people think I'm an extrovert. I'm not. I just save my enthusiasm for when people and situations matter most. Introvert or not, it's important to be careful of how you manage your energy. Stay clear of people and situations that drain you in a negative way. And I went, you know what, this guy gets it. I'm gonna invite him on my podcast. Now, firstly, a company can't post that. A, a company isn't an introvert or an extrovert, so a company can't post it. But also, if you had a, if, if you had a framed it in an inspiring message for introverts, I still wouldn't have invited you on this. So the personal brand did get you this interview. And what's interesting is I didn't even check your background that much before I invited you because of those words and they were meaningful to you. And I went, this person, and then I found out you, you know, you were an entrepreneur in residence, you were, you know, on Good Morning America. I'm like, wow, okay, he can back it up too. That's great. The thing is that I resonated with you as an individual because I bought you as a person. I think that's what more and more in this digitally connected world we're doing, and especially when you start a new business. I mean, branding can be like a seesaw. Like at the beginning, your business has no history, no past background. You, on the other hand, have years of experience, passion, and can bring all of that in. If you start with a company, you're really making it harder than you need to. Now, you're 100% right. There are limitations, and some people may feel uncomfortable, but the discomfort needs to be evaluated, just like you said. Do the deep work to understand why you're making this decision because you may be making it incorrectly. And I'm always blown away at how few people do the deep work before they jump into running their own business or they make these decisions because it feels like you're not moving forward. Sometimes standing still for a small period of time allows you to slingshot forward. And I've always been blown away at, at seeing that happen. Tara, I feel like I could ask you about a thousand more questions. I mean, we haven't even got into sales yet. I am, I am so glad that we're bringing you on the Introverted Seller Summit so that we can really get into like resiliency, mindset, um, how to get comfortable with price. And by the way, I loved when you said somebody asked you the price the second time and you actually changed the price and went lower because it was a mindset issue because I think this is going to be really helpful for people. Now, for people that haven't registered for this summit yet, make sure you go to the introvertedsellersummit.com and register for this. It's a totally free event. I really, really recommend. I mean, even if you just check in because Terry's the only person that you really want to listen to, check in and listen to his interview because I know he's going to have some amazing content. Now, Terry, I'm going to ask you the last question I generally ask people on this show. And it, this is predominantly because I am tired of people acting like gift of gab is a thing, like introverts are second-class citizens. So everyone talks about the limitations introverts have. I think we have a bunch of strengths. And funnily enough, because I have scoured your website, I think I already know the answer to this, but I don't want to put words in your mouth and maybe totally different. 
If I was to ask you what you consider your introvert's edge to be, what would you say? I would say it's listening. Because when I my energy is low and I don't feel like talking, I'll just ask you a bunch of questions so I don't have to talk. And as a result, I'm learning more. So I think people don't realize that being an introvert is a superpower because you're actually a better listener. And as an impact of that, you're a better communicator. So that's that's really it. And and if you're ever in a situation where you're just getting drained, just follow my advice. Just keep on asking questions. Don't don't hide and go to the bathroom a million times like I do. Eventually you're gonna get caught. Just ask questions, ask thoughtful follow-up questions. You'll learn a lot about whoever you're talking to, and as a result, you'll form a stronger relationship as well. I think that's wonderful advice. And funnily enough, I actually wrote down his edge is listening, not waiting to say something, because that's what you wrote on your website. And I think that's super important. And for an INTP who says, I'm analytical, I'm objective, I'm logical, I'm not trying to talk about emotions, I'm going to stay in the logical. If you don't listen to them as well, then you've got a real problem. But when you listen, you can use all of those strengths to absolutely serve your client, which is what, I mean, that's what sales is. And it's also what small business is, right? I mean, sales is derived from the Scandinavian term to serve. Now, for those people that are just hearing you for the first time, I'm, I mean, I know my audience loves the fact that I have this message around the introvert's edge to sales, which is what my book's about. But some people may have resonated with you and you're like, you know what, I just feel like his energy is is just different and it's something that I can resonate with or I love his down-to-earth way of explaining these things like if people are resonating with this and they want to find out more about your content what you do and and potentially you know what's the what's the first resource you suggest they go to or the first location you would suggest they go to yeah, I would check out my podcast, Launch Your Business, which is presented by Entrepreneur Magazine. And I bring on great guests just like you do to share their experience in building their business as well as some personal development as well, which I think is pretty important. And then after that, go to my website. It's terryrice.co. And if you go to terryrice.co backslash money, you can join my newsletter and get some really great advice on how to grow your business without overextending yourself, especially if you're an introvert. Terrific. Well, thank you for sharing that. And for everyone listening, please take him up on that. Go listen to his podcast. And he is outwardly spoken about being an introvert on many different forums. So if you're tired of hearing me say introverts make the best salespeople, go listen to Terry say that introverts make the best salespeople. Because the truth is that the more people that are telling you that, the more you believe in yourself and the more that we get what we want. And I'm going to say that because I know that Terry puts a lot of information out there to help people just like I do. We want you to not just listen to us. We want you to take action on this advice and believe that you can succeed as an introvert. But for today, thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't registered for the, the Introverted Seller Summit yet, please go and do that. We'd hate you to miss out on this free content. But for now, we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers, everyone. I'm Matthew Pollard, the author of The Introvert's Edge to Networking. I'm on a mission to help introverts to be proud of who we are. For the first time, you'll learn a process for networking that feels comfortable and authentic to you as an introvert. A process that doesn't feel salesy or awkward in any way. I saw at least half of my board members, three in particular that I can think of, that now are so comfortable in literally going up to people at events, all of a sudden I can see the confidence. Most of the networking books and literature out there really focus on hardcore tactics designed for extroverts. As introverts, we're different and we need to embrace that. We need a system that allows us to channel our natural introverted strengths into the networking room. 
you will learn how to be successful at face-to-face -face networking and a masterful online networker on your terms. It's beautifully written and it provides tremendous value. So I, I, I am honored to, to say, folks, if you haven't looked at the book, you really need to check out this guy's book. It's, it's excellent. It gives you that confidence to truly be yourself, knowing that you're gonna be presenting yourself in a way that is authentic and will also really resonate with the person that you're talking with. One of the things you'll love about the Introvert's Edge to Networking is it's jam-packed full of more than 20 stories of introverts just like you. People that have likely started in much tougher spots than where you are right now and how they've leveraged the strategies that you'll be learning to obtain phenomenal career and small business success. I was about to give up on my business. The results started coming in right away. In fact, a year later, the Chamber of Commerce awarded me the business of the year. <laughs> you need to go read his book because everything he does is what people need, whether they're an introvert or not. I've been fortunate to receive endorsements from some exceptional introverts like Neil Patel and Ivan Meisner, the founder of the world's largest networking group, BNI. What I love about the Introvert's Edge is that it talks about the things that make an introvert successful. The Introvert's Edge to Networking is going to destroy all of the barriers that you have around whether success in networking is possible for you. Now I'm up to kind of five figures, you know, triple my prices or more. It was like the deals just kept coming in and coming in and it, I mean, it was incredible. Like I had never seen anything like it before. I was able to triple my revenue and that's happened within six months. We've gone from 10 million a year to 20 million a year. I wrote The Introvert's Edge to Networking after the success of the first in the Introvert's Edge series, which focused on sales. I decided that it was just as important, perhaps even more so, that we had a networking book that was designed to help us as introverts dominate in the networking room and in online networking that was specifically written for us. So if you're an introvert, don't delay. Head to theintrovertsedge.com forward slash networking to get access to the first chapter of my new book completely for free today.